The only positive is there was an article written by this Atlanta-based journalist about a week and a half ago crying about the Mets. You know, this is so wrong, but they'll still lose anyway because they're not as good as the Braves. And I'd love to see him then have to rationalize how now Carlos Correa is a Brave. And now it's amazing. It's fantastic. The one thing that did happen over the weekend is the Philadelphia Phillies have continued to revamp their bullpen. They made a trade for Gregory Soto, a guy we had mentioned for the Mets as a potential target. And the Philadelphia Phillies have had a very interesting offseason. They have done something that's actually really good for baseball. When Major League Baseball announced the expansion of the MLB postseason, there was a thought, there was a fear that teams would say, well, we really don't need to spend as much. Just get to the postseason and get hot. The Philadelphia Phillies were obviously the definition of that in 2022. They won 87 games. They pretty much collapsed at the end of the regular season. More on that in a second. But then when they got to the playoffs, to their credit, they got real hot. They won two games in the wild card series to advance. They obviously pulled off the upset of the Atlanta Braves in the divisional series. They took care of the Padres in the NLCS. And the Philadelphia Phillies were very close to winning a World Series. And they did that off the heels of a very disappointing regular season. So after that happened, there was a fear. We talked about it briefly in possibility with the Mets. And certainly Yankee fans have talked about it, that the Phillies could be this bad inspiration for teams to say, we don't need to be that good. We don't need to win 100 games. We just need to be good enough to make the postseason and then get hot at the right time. It's just about being lucky at the right time. So there was a chance that the story of the 2022 Philadelphia Phillies could be a negative story, a story that gave owners the excuse not to spend. And the Philadelphia Phillies themselves have gone out this offseason and have been very, very aggressive. They signed Trey Turner, the apple of Pete Hoffman's eye. They give him a ton of money. They give him a ton of years. They completely redo this bullpen. They sign Craig Kimbrell. They trade for Gregory Soto. They sign Matt Strom. Like they're, they sign Taiwan Walker. They've been aggressive. Now, we'll give our thoughts on how good they are and if they are a real threat in this National League East, but I do compliment them for that because that was a fear. And I heard that from Yankee fans, from Met fans, and from baseball fans that the attitude would be, why do we need to get that good when all we got to do is find a way to make the postseason and get hot at the right time? Which, even though that may be true in the whole grand scheme of things, just get hot at the right time, you still want to see your general manager and your owner aggressively try to make the team as best as it possibly can be. That's still what you want as a fan. And so that's the one compliment, Hoff. I got to give the Phillies that the team that defined just get hot at the right time then went into the offseason and said, yeah, we need to be better. Yeah, and that sucks. I mean, I, it, it, <laughs> makes the, it makes the division that much scarier because you think about this. The Braves are this nuisance, this this team that's always around, always bothers us. And we like, oh, Philly, you know, we joke about the fundamentals. We fought, we joke about all this stuff in Philadelphia. We don't take serious yet to go to the World Series. And then they bulk up. And you're right. I freaking love Trey Turner. I do love that man so much. And he should have been a Met, but whatever. So be it, he's not. But the Phillies get him? I mean, come on. And on top of that, my boy Tywan Walker, who I, again, love him. Was happy that he got a contract, a nice deal. He's got to go to the Phillies. Like, in all areas, in all aspects, they are turning or trying to turn into a juggernaut. And you look at how much money is dished around that that the field, the position players. There's a ton of money out there. 
between uh, Castellanos, yep. Harper. Yep. I mean, they're doing the same thing that we're doing. So they can't like I, I no one in Philly can can write an article about how how negative it is for for Cohen to be a, a, an owner of a team. Oh no no you're you're 100 percent right and I think I mentioned that maybe a couple of Ricos ago about how the Phillies are a bought team and that's not a knock on them in any stretch because hey that just means they have an owner that's willing to spend like we have an owner that's willing to spend but you're right when you look up and down that lineup. J.T. Realmuto bought. Kyle Schwarber bought. Nick Castellanos bought. Bryce Harper bought. Now Trey Turner bought. And good for them. That's not said in any kind of negative light. What, what scares me about the Phillies, last year in 2022, the year they won the National League pennant, which is still hilarious and depressing to say, they had such a disappointing season. Outside of Realmuto, who had a real good year behind the plate and basically played every day, and Kyle Schwarber, who had 46 home runs, even though he hit for an insanely low average. But I expect that average to go up with the shift going away. They had so many guys have down years. That's what scares me. Bryce Harper missed a lot of games. He missed 63 games last year. Now, he'll miss games this year. We all know that. At the beginning of the season, maybe it'll go into the All-Star break with the Tommy John surgery. But Bryce Harper last year missed a significant period of time. The real dud was Nick Castellanos. And there's no way, because I've watched a lot of Nick Castellanos over the years, whether it's with Detroit, whether it's with Cincinnati or with Chicago, he's a freaking hitter. And there's no way in hell he's going to have another year where he has a sub-700 OPS, let alone sub-800 OPS. He's a hell of a hitter. Alec Baum's only getting better. Bryson Stott's now going to be the second baseman with Trey Turner coming in. And we mentioned the addition of Trey Turner. Reese Hoskins is in a contract year. I think the Phillies, offensively, they're going to be a legitimately better team. The Braves are the Braves. I I mean, it's not even worth analyzing them. They're good. They're fantastic. They got a lot of young players signed for 155 years. They're great. Probably write them down and win close to 95 to 100 games. The Phillies are the wild card because they're really good, but they struggled last year. They had this weird up and down, up and down season. But I look at this lineup. When you add Trey Turner and you have Bryce Harper coming back in the second half and you know Castellanos is going to have a better year and Schwarber, I'd say a similar year, probably up in average, down in home runs, if I had to predict. Hoskins in a contract year. Maybe Real Muto goes backwards because he's 32 years old and he's a catcher. You never know. But I would fully think that the Philadelphia Phillies are going to score even more runs this year. That'd do you, be my guess. Do you do you know that meme that's out there, the Michael Jordan one, where he's like sitting there on a couch and he's like, and then I took that personally. Yes, that's like Nick Castellanos when he was asked if he hears the booze. Yes, he when he got hurt, when he got asked that question, I think he took it personally, and and, and it, things changed. I mean, if you consider how bad it was at that point in time in the season, where someone's going to ask him if he hears the booze, and to where it, it ended up, and I think in the playoffs he was pretty good. Well, he was making great defensive plays. That's what he was doing. He had a little bit in the divisional series. Outside of that, he didn't hit a lot. But all of a sudden, Nick Castellanos is making diving catches in the outfield, which I would never vouch for him for because he's a terrible (laughs) defensive player. But he actually did that. But yeah, he started to at least come through in big moments. And he had his big moments after he was clearly bothered by being asked about the booze. Yeah, and and that that you're right. I think that he's going to turn around... And and that just when you have those big pieces and have such like that's why you talked about the Mets. You had that we had an episode where you talked about Alonzo and Lindor and some of these other guys that didn't really have 
career years. They just had really good years. They had right. great years for the Mets, but they weren't career years. Things will get better, but that just shows too. That was 101 wins. They'll get better. Phillies were terrible, and they still got to the World Series. Yes. You know? Well, I, it's weird because I think we have to judge their regular season. The playoffs are a completely different animal, and obviously they were tremendous in the postseason. I give them full credit for it, but over the course of 162 games, they underachieved. They won 87 games. I, I'm telling you they should be a lot better, and not just by adding Trey Turner, but by guys who were there last year performing better. Now, I also think their rotation is going to be better. Zach Wheeler missed about six starts last year which has been rare for him since he came back from Tommy John's surgery with the Mets. I would expect that Zach Wheeler is as good, if not better. Aaron Nola's in a contract year. Uh, he had a real good year last year. I don't know if he'll be much better. Bailey Falter was very impressive when he pitched down the stretch, and they added Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker, to me, is a clear upgrade over Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson pitched to a 5 ERA. Now, I think the adjustment for Ty at Citizens Bank Park may be a thing. The real X factor is going to be this bullpen. They have, I shouldn't say completely redone it because Sir Anthony Dominguez will be back. Jose Alvarado will be back. Andrew Bellotti will be back. But they go out and they add Craig Kimbrell, which I'm not sure what to think about because Craig Kimbrell looks done. And I thought he was done a few years ago, but then he had that stretch with the Cubs a few years ago where it's like, oh, maybe he's not done. But then he goes to the White Sox and he sucks. He's terrible with the Dodgers last year. Does Craig Kimbrell have one more monster year left in him it's possible they go out and add Gregory Soto which is good insurance for it uh they did lose David Robertson to a, a team you may be familiar with our team and they did add Matt Strom who's the definition of an up and down bullpen arm the Phillies bullpen over the last four years has consistently sucked again leaving the postseason out just looking at the regular season their bullpens have been consistently 25th in Major League Baseball 24th in Major League Baseball Will Strom, Soto, Kimbrell versus Eflin, Robertson, and Hand necessarily improve it? We'll see. Bullpens are so up and down. But the Phillies, when you look at this division, that's the real wild card. Because the Braves, to me, are the same. They're going to be very, very good. They're going to be very difficult to beat. Last year, the New York Mets beat the crap out of the Philadelphia Phillies. They played them 19 times, and they went 14-5. and five. If that's a more competitive number next year, and it's not 19 games, we do have to keep that in mind. It's been lowered. It's no longer 19. I think it's 13 that you play against your division. So you're taking six games away. But if it's a more even matchup this year, which you'd expect it to be, that changes everything. That that changes the way this division looks. So I, I go into this season as we are a month plus from spring training, and I think the Phillies are a bigger threat this year than they were last year. I agree, and I think the one person that you missed, which is hard because you hit everybody, we you didn't talk about Ranger Suarez. That kid's 27 years old. Yep, he's good. And, and right. he's he's turned the corner. Again, he got more uh, got more starts this past season. He's someone to mess with, that, that he's going to be tough to mess with, and he's a, a lefty. And, uh, you know, you always talk about – it's funny because I always talk about lefties as – you don't need a lefty in your starting rotation. You just don't. It doesn't have. You don't have to do it. If he's not effective, you don't need it. But when you have one who's highly effective, it's scary. And I feel like this guy Ranger Suarez last year, good year. He's only improving, and he, you know his strikeout to to walk ratio is okay. And he's he's just getting better with age right now. No, he's good. I mean, he's only 26, 27 years old. 
He had a very solid year last year. Phillies have a good rotation. Hey, Phillies have a good rotation. Their offense should be better. And the bullpen, you know, you just, you kind of have to flip a coin with it. Bullpens are so up and down every year, except the Philly bullpen has been mostly down year after year after year. Uh, looking back at last year, they were so weird because they started the year 21 and 29. They obviously make the managerial change, which worked. They go 51 and 26 over an extended period of time. But then they closed the season collapsing. They were 7-13 and 13 in their last 20 games. And they were fortunate. They made the postseason. The Brewers were unable to take advantage of it. And then they got hot at the right time, which could be any of us. It, it didn't happen to the Mets, unfortunately. And look, it didn't even happen to the Braves. You know, we spent so much time going through that pennant race, that legitimate back and forth. It wasn't even back and forth. It was the Mets leading the entire time. National League East race. And at the end of the day, I know the Brave fan got the last laugh, but they got knocked out quick too. Now, it was the divisional series because that's the reward for winning the division and having a top two record. But both the Mets and Braves, who had such good regular seasons last year, it all got thrown out the window because of a short series. And, and I don't think there's anything you really can do to, to kind of build towards that. You know, you want to have the best pitching rotation you can. I think the Mets had that on paper. You want to have the best kind of three or four relievers you have. The Mets had that last year, specifically with the closer. Then you just have to hope you hit at the right time. And the Mets were a bat on ball team last year. They didn't strike out a lot. So anyone who thinks, oh, you got to put the bat on the ball in the postseason – you got to hit home runs too. The Mets didn't do any of that. They didn't pitch well. They didn't hit enough. They lost. So there isn't an exact formula for succeeding in October. It's more, you just have to succeed in October, which the Mets didn't do last year and the Braves didn't do last year. But the Philadelphia Phillies, to me, make this a legitimate three-team division. The Braves deserve the respect as the defending division champions and the Mets are coming off 101 wins, and I think the Phillies are going to be better. And like I said earlier, it's 13 games against your division rivals. So down from 19, so the six fewer games you're playing against your division rival. The Mets play the Phillies six times at home. They play them seven times on the road. And Bryce Harper is not going to be available for the first half of the season. So now that's one factor in the whole Met-Philly rivalry.